1: That's stamps.com. Code program.
2: Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am Amy. And I am Kirsty. And we have one of my beautiful friends here today in the studio with us, Sylvia. Welcome. Hello. We're going to be tackling a topic today called Recycling Holding Zone, which was actually suggested by Sylvia because she's going to share her wisdom and how she does it um tell us a little bit about yourself tell us what you do okay who you are lives in your house
3: yeah I am an engineer um so I work nine day fortnight I um am married to Ewan and I have two beautiful girls Beatrice and Florence who are two and a half and four and a half and delightful delightful slash challenging slash gorgeous (laughs) and keep us very busy um And, yeah, live in Melbourne. Uh, What does Ewan do for work? He's a teacher.
2: High school teacher. Asking questions I know the answer to.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So you thought this would be a great topic, didn't you, Sylvie?
3: Well, I mainly asked for it because I wanted someone
4: to give the answers (laughs) because I want one of these. (laughs) So then we put it back on you and said, come up with the yeah. answers for us and you can be on the podcast. It's
3: <laughs> a
2: great solution. So, <laughs> I
4: can't guarantee that we're going to get solutions out of this.
3: Oh, we're
2: going to brainstorm some.
4: <laughs> so what is a re- – what do you mean a recycling holding zone? All right, I, I prepped for this,
3: so I wrote some stuff down. So it is a home for items that you have labelled as for recycling But you need to do an action other than put it in your yellow bin for whatever reason. Excellent. Can you give us some examples of that? So examples might be e-waste. So in Victoria, I think you mentioned it on the cords episode, Mm -hmm. um, e-waste is illegal to go into landfill now. So you've got to take it to the transfer station or take it to, you know, e-waste collection zone. And I don't know about other people, but if I have one broken cable, I just am not going to go make that trip for one thing. So I'm gonna collect whatever amount of stuff and then take that, you know, tub or whatever, and drop it off. So it's somewhere to put all those things while you're waiting to collect enough to then take it.
2: What kind of things, so um, e-waste, what other kind of things?
3: Um, Soft plastics is a big one. So under my sink, I've got a supermarket shopping bag, reusable one and we put all the soft plastics in there so like frozen vegetable packets and you know chip packets and whatever plastic soft plastics um and cheese wrappers everything goes in there and then when we go to supermarket we put it in the soft the soft plastics recycling bin and then do the shopping start again
4: and do you take the green bag and just shake it out into that plastic Bag. I do
3: now, often because um, so I've my I've got a one in nappies, so often the nappy yes. bags that they come in, are, that's a pretty good size for the week and yeah. I just shove everything in there and then take, it's got a little handle and take that Yeah, yeah so please don't, like, open a new plastic bag to put your soft plastics in. <laughs> it's the only thing I'll yeah. say. But, like, yeah, generally if you get a shopping bag from any kind of shop that you can't really use for rubbish, you can shove all the little bits and pieces we in. We find
2: the bread bag is a good size because you can stuff it all in. Or the apple bag.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so anything that's kind of ba- a bag that you uh-huh. can shove more stuff in, basically. What other kind of stuff? Um, I'm going to refer to my notes. I have a place for fabrics. I collect toothbrushes and toothpaste tubes. Um, I forget what it's called, but there is a place that you can recycle them and a lot of schools have drop-off zones for them. Uh uh-huh. It's like TerraCycle or something yes. like that.
2: Oh, we were talking about this last night. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, but I'm not, you have to send it in like five kilo lots or something and I'm not going to wait for that. But I'm just waiting to find out where there's a local one near me where I can just drop it off. Um, so did I say fabrics? I also have two toasters <laughs> that are broken that I'm waiting for. I guess that's e-waste. Um. think what else oh like we have a lot of we do batteries we also have a lot of like we also have a reuse holding zone as well so we have um egg cartons that get reused like in that form i use old artworks and like bits of ribbon and string to wrap presents um and pasta sauce jars, I keep, collect them and then they often go to childcare or, you know, people on Buy Swap Sell or Good Karma Network say they want to make pasta sauce. It's like, here's some jars I prepared earlier. That's awesome. So how do you decide
2: what items you're going to keep and where you're actually going to take them to? Because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. And let's be honest, that's where I get stuck. It's like, I really want to be the type of person that recycles light bulbs but I genuinely have no idea where to take them once once I have them.
3: Um, so some of it is just I read something online and I go, oh, there's a place for that, and I'll start collecting those things. Um, sometimes it's the other way around and I'm sure there's a way to reuse it but I don't know what it is yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Like Like my rubber bands? bands.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You tell the story. Amy
3: Amy tried to make me chuck out all of my rubber bands that I was collecting from like vegetables and stuff. And I was like, no, they're rubber bands. They're still usable. They can have a use. No, we're not chucking them out, Amy. We have a lot of fights. This is why we're talking about this. (laughs) It's awesome. When she comes decluttering at my house and I'll be running around after her, like pulling things out of the rubbish bag and putting them (laughs) in the right spot. It's true. (laughs) I believe it. Um, (laughs) So I just feel like on that, so there's, I suppose this is a very, like a growing market. I think there's a lot of appetite with people wanting to be able to put this stuff to good use and actually recycle it. And so a lot of these homes are kind of appearing where they, you know, like, so I'm kind of sitting there going, well, I reckon in a year there'll be somewhere for me to take the rubber bands to. So I'm just going to keep collecting them. I don't want to throw them away. They don't take up a lot of space. Um, Amy's put them in a nice snaplock bag for me. I have. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I guess uh, fabric was one. I found out there was a place I could take fabric to get recycled after it's no longer usable for rags and things like that. Then um, I started collecting fabric. Um, I also found out that um, a lot of things that are recyclable don't get recycled in the mass kind of recycling production just because of like logistics so um, anything that's like fist size or smaller is going to fall through the machinery that sorts everything so I've started collecting all the little foil like egg easter egg foil wrappers and things I collect them and then you ball it up in a piece of bigger foil when you're getting rid of that. Not a new piece of foil. <laughs> I'm yeah. just looking at. Don't face. open the alfoil foil and get a big piece to roll. <laughs> but like up when in. you have another piece of foil, you put all the little bits in and scrunch it up so it's a big piece of foil, and the whole lot will get recycled. Um, so
2: can you can you go into that a bit? Because I know we were talking about it with like bottle caps and stuff.
3: So the machines, milk bottle caps. yeah. So yeah.
2: Ha- talk us through that, like the logistics of that.
3: So I don't want to, like, caveat, I'm not a recycling expert and someone's going to call you up and go, that's not how it's done. Um, My understanding is that they use, um, like, air sorting to kind of blow the plastics one direction, blow the paper somewhere else, and they use conveyor belts. So anything that's, like, that small is going to fall through. And milk bottle caps are not actually made of the same recyclable plastic as the milk bottle. Um, So I think they're, like, type 2 and type 4 in the little triangle. Uh Um, And so they, like just because it's recyclable doesn't mean it will get recycled when it goes through the yellow bin processing. So like styrofoam is recyclable but most councils won't accept it in their recycling collection. Mm -hmm. Milk bottles. So my work has just started collecting milk bottle caps and they get turned into 3D printing extrusion fibres that then get 3D printed into prosthetic limbs for children. That's them. awesome. It's really cool. I think it's called Envision Hands, but if you look up milk bottle
4: caps. Okay, what is your why behind why you're doing okay. all of this wonderful holding zones?
3: Um so, number of reasons. I guess it started with like for many people. I watched The War on Waste and was just, I guess, horrified when you see it all en masse. And I really wanted to make some changes. I guess um having two small children don't have a lot of time or money to be spending on fancy products and you know environmentally sustainable sheets and whatnot but I was looking for something that was cheap that I could actually do on an everyday sort of basis so you know I can't go and buy $6 kilo oats from a bulk food place, but I can take the soft by six of the supermarket. It doesn't cost me a lot other than me remembering to do it and having a space to put that stuff. Um, so, And for me, I guess with my personal ethics, it's always about leading by example, so I can't really expect other people to do it if I'm not going to do it myself.
2: And what a great example to set for the girls. Like they're growing up in a home, so if you think about, we as a generation, we tend to build on the foundations given to us. So, like I grew up in the age of incinerators, so there was not there was no foundation of recycling. But like your girls are up going, of course we recycle soft plastics. What else would you do with them?
3: Yeah, like, so then- that's that's the hope, and I guess that's one of the other reasons is that in my circle of families with young children, a lot of people are expressing like climate anxiety, mm. like. What what is the world going to be like for our kids and what, what can we do about it, you mm. know? if we're, People are not happy with kind of, I guess, what's happening broadly. So what can we do in our circle of influence that's
4: going to make any kind of difference? Mm. And has any of your amazing recycling um, passion inhibited living in your home?
3: That's a really good question. Mm. Um, I didn't put it up to that question. <laughs> I'm looking at Amy, because Amy's in my house. Yeah, I would say it has. Um, so, you know, we have this rule of like, use it twice. I can't even remember how we came up with it. But the the idea being that if you use something twice, then you halve the amount of things that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we use the back of lists. So my kids have coloured on this list and now I'm using it to write on Um, But in the meantime, you have all these bits of stuff floating around. So I guess that was one of the things that Amy really helped us with the first time she came was um, finding a place for all of the half-coloured in colouring in pages and all the paper with one side blank that we can draw on um, so that things weren't kind of everywhere waiting to be used. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of like, in some ways it has held me back, but it's also meant I've decluttered my house in a slower way deliberately because I want to be mindful about the way I repurpose things and the way I rehome things.
2: It's about integrating the habits of being accountable to yourself. So if I say like at the moment we've got a bike that I want to sell and it has been sitting there for 12 months because it's a really expensive bike and I'm not going to just donate it but I just haven't made the time to do it. So, yeah, like it's about holding myself accountable and going, Amy, you said you're going to sell that bike, sell the flipping bike. Um, and it's the same with our recycling holding zones because what we found with soft plastics is we don't go to the supermarket. We do Coles Delivery and Hello mm. Fresh. And so, the, like, we had these massive bags and we'd end up tying up a bag but then that wouldn't fit in our holding zone and so then that bag would go in the car. Like, it's you've got to think through the whole process yeah and then work work out how
4: that's going to work for you Yes, exactly hey we just wanted to take a few seconds to say thank you so much for tuning in we really appreciate this podcast community and on that note we wanted to get to know you better
2: podcasting is a unique platform where you get to know a whole lot about us we don't really have an easy way of getting to know all of you so we wanted to know what resonates with you in our podcast what do you like what don't you like
4: So we're offering you a $100 gift voucher for any of our products and services in order to get that feedback. We're running a listener survey right now, and we just wanted you to tell us a little bit more about you.
2: It Seriously, takes just a couple of minutes. And as we said, you go into the draw to win a $100 gift certificate. Get on it.
4: So head on over to artofdecluttering.com.au slash survey or click on the link in the show notes.
2: We can't wait to get to know you. We want to create content that serves you and meets you where you're at. So give us a few minutes of your life, hop on over and take the survey. Again, visit outofdecluttering.com.au slash survey or visit the link in the show notes.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: Thanks, and let's get back to the show. How do you do it thoughtfully is often so. Um, I think back in episode 55, in fact, it was 55 because it was Mandy, one of my other clients who came in and talked to us on the death episode. And I'm pretty sure it was in there. She talked because when we worked together, she would talk about um, thoughtfully disposing of things. And so in the same way that you would thoughtfully keep something, like where do I want it to live? She would go, I do want to get rid of this item, but I need to do it thoughtfully. And so she would not necessarily get rid of it while I was there because she'd want to decide how to get rid of it. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. that that intentional living that we talk about comes all the way back down to intentional disposal and intentional, like for me, everything goes to the op shop and that's intentional. I'm not going to sell stuff except for the bike. (laughs) So probably let's say $100 or under I'm not going to try and sell it because it's intentionally, I just, I don't want to have to deal with it.
3: And it's probably not worth your time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that intentionality and, is. And, and, it's- and it's not
3: just about, sorry. No, go for uh, it. It's not just about like donating things, but even just disposing of things. So yes. I had a, like one of those cube shelf little boxes that goes in. My cat had shredded it, but it was made of that shopping bag material. So I took five minutes and I pulled it apart and I kept the cardboard that was inside. My kids have been drawing all over that. And the outside bit went in the soft plastics. So, rather like, I, my first thought was to put the whole thing in landfill. And I thought, hang on a second, what's this made of? Like, it's, for me, it was just stopping that, chuck it straight in the bin. Um, yeah. Stop, awesome. look at it. Is this something that can be used again? And how can I pull it apart? So, now, like, just basic things like envelopes with the little windows, I'll rip it, I'll rip out the window. All the paper goes in the um, green burden and then the little plastic bit goes in the
4: soft, soft plastic. plastic. And that's what, like, I totally, I think, what your um, your your values are so beautiful, and I really want to honor that. Like, and and I. And and again, this is not about you. It's more about our other listeners. I don't want them to, I don't don't want anybody to get paralyzed by indecision. And I don't want them to get paralyzed. And I don't actually want their house to end up with clutter from recycling. Like I don't want, I don't want to replace, um, I don't want their house to be replaced with. Um, being overwhelmed with clutter to being overwhelmed with a recycling holding zone because they're not ever being able to move it out they're not putting the time frames around like we've been discussing and like what you do do like and so I'm just um I I just I absolutely love your concept and I want I want my clients I want I I want Amy I want all our listeners to I'm so passionate about our about our climate and about our world and this is the only world that we have and we need to be doing so much more about caring for our planet and caring for each other, caring for the animals, caring for everybody who lives on this planet. Um, I also have a heart for people not to get stuck and not to be, oh, I'm, not, I'm stuck. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anybody to be um Overwhelmed with um, the responsibility, like we all need to take responsibility, and I, and we need to take more responsibility. I don't want people to get stuck in that responsibility that it's all on me, and I'm the only one who's doing anything about this planet. Like, and that's why I love what you said before that you're just doing. Your little part, and that you're trying to do you know set a beautiful example for your children and your community and our listeners and our community say so thank you so much for coming on because this is awesome um and i I love that we can take individual ownership of what we have can control of and that is in our home,
3: yeah, and I suppose. Like this is why I want a recycling holding zone and not a cupboard where I shove recyclable stuff into, which is what I have. Um, But I suppose for me, creating the container that is a realistic size. So Mm -hmm. like how much soft plastics am I going to generate in a week that I'm not going to be able to get to the supermarket till the end of the week, so I've got to have enough room Mm -hmm. to take that. And then when it's full, I take it and if there's more, I can't keep it or... um, how much? How big is the e-waste going to be if I can get there once a month? How much am I going to generate in that mm. time, or how? So I guess thinking about the size and thinking about containers that are, you know, appropriately so yeah. trays, appropriately yeah. sized, so that you know, and that's and your limit. Being that you're kind giving to yourself. yourself, that if that thing is full and you can't get there, then the rest of it is going to go in the recycling yeah. bin, or it is going to go wherever. And
2: this, is, this is what I think is hard. We got the other day a um. It's like little boxes, like cubes, but little drawers in them. And I was like, we would do batteries, light bulbs, all the little things. And I got it and I was all excited. And then I'm like, I actually didn't have anywhere to put it in the house because it was too big. And so then I took it to the op shop. <laughs> I'd bought it secondhand, so I didn't feel too bad, but I got it secondhand from an op shop. I was like, this is perfect. There was big drawers and little drawers and it didn't work. And so then I got into Amy Brain and I was like, oh, my gosh, we should manufacture like this, an outdoor system that you put all the things in. And then when you're ready to take it, you pull the drawer out so it f- comes fully out. You can put it in the back of the car or wherever you're going and you just empty and then you put it back in. Like I had all these thoughts and
3: yeah, any ideas? <laughs> I but- like the sound of that. I mean, I, one thing that I would say, I, I I don't want people to feel like, oh, my gosh, this lady is telling me that I have to suddenly go out and do all this extra stuff. Like the really little things can make a difference. So for me, we have a little like a takeaway container um, with like disposable spoons. So, if we try not to get plastic cutlery when we go out, but sometimes it happens, and like rather than beating ourselves up, we take it home and it's not single use anymore. We wash it, we use it until it breaks. But I have a container, and then when that thing's full, like the rest have to go in the bin, but
4: we try not to mm. fill it if we can.
2: And if you're going to go on a picnic, you'll take something out of there rather than the That's and right.
4: And that's where it's having grace for yourself, like going, okay, it, it today it is going in the bin or actually my motivation is to get in the car and go out of my way for 20 minutes to go to where I need to take it. Like if it depends on what your priority is that day or that like, you know, like it just depends on where your values lie Mm. or where your grace lies. Or what's like like
3: practical for you at that time.
4: Exactly. Like and going, okay, I can just shove a little bit more in and then I'm going to make a commitment to myself that tomorrow I'm going to, you know, be 20 minutes late to work or, you know, and make up the time later in the day. You know, like I I will do something to make this happen because this is really important to me and I've made the effort to make this as part Mm. of my life. Yeah. And there's
2: some companies now that are making it easier, so you can go to. You tell me, Sylvie, is it Audi that have different stations you can recycle it? I think they've got batteries.
4: Office Works do. Mobile
2: phones and something else at Audi. Office Works do mobile phones, batteries, e-waste. e-waste, maybe even cardboard. IKEA does cardboard, light bulbs, incandescent, like you know the strip ones fluorescence. Thank you. (laughs) Those big lights. So there are some companies that are making it easier. Like IKEA will take all of your packaging back for free and they'll handle that for you.
3: Yeah, and if you live in New South Wales, they have that container deposit scheme where you can get money back.
2: Oh, is that in New South Wales now? Oh, my gosh, my kids would die for that.
3: So I'm kind of waiting for them to get it in Victoria. Yeah, they had it when we were growing up. So that's another reason to keep it out of your recycling bin and take it to that instead. Yeah. We've got one at our local shops, like at our
4: local, like the kids could walk to it. Um, Oh, great.
3: That's what I was thinking of. So I suppose the other thing is like it's great to have all these habits but then like they're kind of stretch targets so like don't feel bad if you don't do it all the time Mm. or if you're tired sometimes you have takeaway and the takeaway containers come like don't feel bad about that but just see them as well they're not single use plastic containers because I'm going to use them again
4: and there there is um there's a whole um apps um somebody put it on our community page the other day about um sharing your food scraps so like you can you know if you're peeling your veggies and you don't have a worm farm or you don't um do composting composting you can put it on an app and one of your neighbors can come and get it and put it in their worm farm so there's so much of this sharing economy that we need to be taking advantage of so that we can be helping the sylvias of this world help the amys who (laughs) it's true though no i know like you guys are a perfect match we are um and there's lots of resources online so like
3: heaps of Facebook groups on being environmental I think there's a war on waste Facebook group like good karma networks on Facebook are really like you'll often see posts of people saying oh where do I take my milk cartons or where do I you know take my egg cartons where can I drop things off where can I take clothes where can I and then people answering so there's a lot of knowledge out there in the community and it's all kind of online if you just look for it
4: yeah yeah It's so awesome and that's what like I really love your approach to decluttering because you are being very intentional about doing it slow so that you can um, practice your maintenance in the meantime Mm. and you can practice um, letting go, like you can do the letting go slowly. Um, Often we go into um, clients' home and the immediacy of needing to get their house decluttered for whatever reason means that some things need to go in landfill because we don't have the luxury of time. Um, and that's um, not... And
3: that's totally fine. Like, yes. that's kind of where you're at, that's yes. absolutely fine. And I don't want people to feel bad if they're season. not doing it yeah. that yeah. way. Yeah.
2: And so I'll often say to people, we're not going to do all the recycling things. We're just going to go for it. We're just going to get it done and then set up the habits. But if you want to do it the other way, say, actually, and lots of my clients have said this because they know this about me because they (laughs) listen to this podcast, Amy, I want to make sure we recycle. I want to make sure we send stuff to big group hug rather than everything to the op shop. So it's important to have that conversation because then you're aligned. Yeah. And there's a little bit less conflict.
4: (laughs) (laughs) A little bit less. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) That's how, like as we say. That's our job is to question, and our and our and our job in questioning is to understand people and to know where their motivation lies, and to understand their values and to understand their mm-hmm. beliefs. Because it's in that understanding that we can um, to we can come alongside you, and we can continue to challenge some of the um, to keep digging, to keep challenging, to that's keep right. going. And I like think why,
3: more, why, why the more you learn too, like the more information you have, you then start to have different conversations. So, yeah, we were doing our pantry, and we had some. I think we had some expired food it was in packets and was sort of getting chucked in the rubbish bag. And I was pulling them out of the rubbish, yeah, emptying them, yes, into the green bin, and then putting the plastic in the soft plastic. Yeah, I'd never even. And thought And then of we that. had a whole conversation about aerobic and
4: anaerobic digestion of. Um, of biodegradable materials. We did. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why, like, Amy and I are on the journey too. Some people are slower on the recycling journey than others in this room. (laughs) Not looking at anybody... But we're not having
3: judgment for anyone. Exactly, either. it's totally fine. Like I'm on a judged, journey I feel as well. Inspired. No, and then- but I do and that I now with people- other clients. I don't want people to think I'm some kind of like expert either. Like I am just making it up as like, a We all are. Or two.
4: Let's be no, honest. We all are. And and that's what that's what. That's why, even though I don't know you, I love that about you. Is that you? You are judgment free, like, and you are coming from a, from a place of love and a place of learning. Like, and and the problem with learning is that you can't unlearn, which is really annoying. Like when you learn some hard facts, Unless like you forget, like <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, that, you know, the war on waste was terribly uncomfortable for most of us because we learned things that we don't want to learn and we can't unlearn it now. And we can't de- put our head in the sand. Oh, mm. And we can, we should. like our politicians are doing. But when, you know, that's what good is that to anybody? It's so. Ah! <laughs> Right, I will get off my high horse, judgmental high horse. <laughs> we say there's no judgment. There's no judgment on our clients, only judgments on our politicians. No,
2: no. <laughs> Sylvia, is there anything else you think would be helpful for our community to know?
3: One of the, the why reasons that I didn't say before is that my council is sending our recyclables to landfill at the moment because there's been a big problem with the recycling collectors. Mm-hmm. So, um that's another reason, like, not to want to put the recycling bin out at the moment. So we've been diverting everything we can, like cardboard and paper and things, we're now ripping up and putting in the green bin. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, our council accepts compost scraps for the green bin. Um, so that was one thing that I wanted to say. Um, the other and thing other is, people can do that. Like, yeah. I
2: didn't know until I was with you last week that you can put paper in the green bin. Yes, I just had no idea of that. So, if yeah, you're check in the, with your council. Yes, that's right. If you're in the same position where they're not recycling, that could be an option.
4: And that's what's so frustrating is that we have so many levels of government in this country. No, meaning like councils are awesome, but they're so there's so many of them, and they each do different things, and they each have different, you know, like. Uh, Our friends who live in Albury get free composting bins. Hello, my council doesn't do that. So it makes it really hard to have a podcast and say do this when not every council does it. Like it's it's frustrating.
3: Um, The other thing is like since we started doing the use it twice philosophy, like it, it really has made us a lot more creative in terms of looking at something and going, hmm, what can I do with that? And so, like, particularly with our kids' craft now, um, this is also ideas that have come from kindergarten where they're doing a lot of more sustainability-focused um, activities. So they have a relationship with this kind of thing, it's called reverse art truck, where the reverse art truck takes things that would otherwise go to landfill and then repurposes them as craft and art materials. So think about, like, packets of lollies and the little holes so that they can go on the fixed jar. All those little bits of plastic that get cut out, they become like confetti that the kids can use in craft. Um, And so it really kind of has opened up our minds in terms of how you can reuse things differently. So I wrote down some weird things that have been in our craft and have been used in craft in our house. So broken handles from gumboots, um, wool scraps, little bits of paper because my daughter has just got into scissors and loves cutting up catalogs into tiny little bits. So that becomes kind of confetti. Um the little ribbons out of clothing. <laughs> I just cut them off and they stick them on. Um like adhesive the little adhesive bits from band-aids. They make really good eyes and teeth. Because oh, yeah, they're yep. kind of yeah. Anyway, so like and lots of the like the back really, of labels. Oh yeah, and the back of labelling, the little adhesive strips from um your Dymo label or whatever. Um yeah, so I guess like all of that is to say that there's a lot of um I guess thinking out of the box, and there's so many different ways to use things. And and I think, you know, I've been really fortunate to see it through the eyes of my children because they'll say, You can't throw out that like plastic container from peanut butter because that could be a robot's head. You're like, Totally, it could be a robot's head. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then we make it into a robot's head and then we recycle it. Because it's had a second life.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's so what, wow. If people don't take any, if people take, Nothing away from this episode other than Second Life. I'll be happy, but I hope you take a whole lot more away from this amazing episode, in my humble opinion, because of Sylvia. Thank you so much for joining us in our studio today. It's been a pleasure.
2: Thank you for having me. Thank you.
4: You're amazing. You really are.
2: I'm going to read out a review from Apple Podcasts from April 1984. I don't think the reviews from all the way back in April 94 I think there's a girl (laughs) called April who was born in 1984 it's a five-star review called inspiring she says I love these ladies such fantastic wisdom around cleaning up and decluttering around the home I especially love the topics on photos junk rooms and clothes I was hesitant to start decluttering but after listening to a few topics I felt prepared to have a go and I'm so glad I did thanks so much Thanks, April, and thank you, Sylvia. Thanks, Kirsty. Thanks, the rest of the world. See you next week. (laughs) Bye. Have a good week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too.
4: Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there.
2: If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash theartofdecluttering We hope you have a great rest of your day. And enjoy the freedom.